her production, she put on for a giant. Hey, that's the rest of 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 the rest Okay, you guys, we are back. I want to appreciate everyone that's taking out the time to listen to the Primo Productions podcast, The Safe Place for the Black Opinion, because we have not been consistent. And before coronavirus hit us, we was on it. But now I'm posting, you know, doing the moments that I feel like conversation should be released into the universe. And I'm really taking my time and I'm really analyzing everything. And I honestly feel like in this moment, this this moment was meant to sit us down and really analyze the entire situation and uh, analyze our lives, our friendships, our relationships, our jobs, our careers, our dreams, our goals, like this is the moment to really dig deeper and really tap in. So I'm going to be honest with y'all. I have not been consistent with posting. Um, before all this happened, we was posting every Wednesday. And now I just been taking control of time and doing things by the flow and how it feels and my emotion and where I'm going with this um, because I have to be very, very mindful of my words simply because people are listening and you are what you consume. And if you guys are listening to the words that I am saying, I want it to stimulate your brain in a good, positive, healthy way. I do not just want to put out content just to be putting out content. To me, this is deeper than the money. It's deeper than, hell, it's deeper than the content, really, to be honest. I want to spark minds. I want to start conversations. I want people to think. I want people to think for themselves. I want people to question Everything and anything and everybody around them. And I want to have real thorough conversations. I really do. And this is the reason why I've been like very, very, and I've always been this way. But as of lately, I've been very mindful of what, what content I put out there. And I feel like my content is not necessarily the go-to content of our time. The go-to content of our time is celebrity gossip, it's celebrity news, it's celebrity this, it's celebrity that. But I'm to the point where I am literally exhausted because celebrity-ish is not reality. It's not our reality. You know, they they are able to hide behind their, their clout. They are able to hide behind their money. What do we hide behind? nothing. So it's time for us to utilize our voices and our platforms to really spark real conversations so we can see change. And that's the only reason why I've been moving the way that I've been moving lately, because I want to see change. And 
if I want to see the change, number one, I have to be the change. And number two, I have to spark the change. So I know a lot of people feel like it's time for us to give up on these grown ass people. It's time for these grown ass people to educate themselves and they on their own, they ain't going to make it. But believe it or not, you guys, if you really put your heart and passion into it, people that came before you, your your elders, they respect you more. And they if they if they really have an open mind and a hope an open heart, they are listening to everything that you're saying. And you too can be an, an influence in their lives. We can learn from children. If we open our mind and we open our hearts, we can learn from the young folk if we open our mind and our hearts. And I believe the older generation can learn from us if they open their minds and their hearts. And we also have to look at our past. And this is the reason why I scream all day, every day to know your history. Know where we come from. That's the, that's the blueprint. And analyze their moves. Where did they go wrong? Not saying that it was a mistake on they on their part, because if it wasn't for them even doing anything, we wouldn't know what not to do. So it's really a telling, helpful lending hand that those before us give to us. So all we have to do is just study our history and learn, okay. We're not going to do this. We're going to implement that. We're going to take some of this and find a new way that benefit us as a whole, as a community. In my last podcast episode, I talked about knowing your ancestry and digging deeper than the Martins and the Malcolms and the Harriets and finding out about the no names, the people that really either elevated those those names are actually like helped them get where they were because nobody can get anywhere alone nobody can not even jesus himself jesus even had a click so we have to think about this jesus had a tribe he had a he had a a motivating force behind him you cannot get where you're going by yourself you just cannot So with that being said, today I wanted to talk about Black women, and the conversation is far away from each other. One one side is over here, and then the other side is over there. Like, they are far away from each other on the spectrum, but it's Black women. So first, I would like to talk about B. Simone, because this topic is more upbeat, B. Simone just recently published a book. In all the glory, in all the praises, in all the, the amazing factors that happened to publish this book, she made a huge mistake of copying and pasting plagiarism. And she stole verbatim content from smaller platforms and she made a million dollars off of it. Now, you had people like Meek Mill to voice their opinion about it. 
And McMill went on Twitter and expressed that we are quick to cancel our own. We are quick to bash our own. We are quick to um, make our own feel less than. She did a little finessing. All these other companies, they've been finessing us for so many times, so, for so many years, but we have yet to cancel them. Like we are counseling this black woman. Now, this is a black man. This is a black man that said these things. And we're going to, I want you guys to pay very close attention to how I'm wording everything. Pay very close attention to this podcast episode. So the thing about this is as a creator myself, as a person that create content, I create my own content. I create, I go and I look for, if you guys go on the Bremore Productions Instagram, if you go to our website, bremore.com, which will be changing soon to another domain. If you go to our website, you will notice that most majority of all the images that I use is of black people. That's number one. And number two, I have either created a graphic that you cannot pull from Google because I actually reach out to photographers and models and I ask them to create a platform, to create a photo specifically for my platform, for the fashion shows, for the closet sales, yada, yada, yada. Majority of the pictures that I used, I've created. It came from my mind. So I would hate for somebody to pull an image from my website and put it somewhere and they make a million dollars off of it. Even if they just made a dollar off of it without giving me credit, I would hate that because I do, you know, stay up all night. I am juggling entrepreneurship and motherhood at the same time. I have invested so much into this not to just into the fashion industry, but podcasting, events, fashion, um, education. There's so many industries that the Bremore Productions platform tackle. And I have to learn about each and every aspect of each and every thing that we do. I do as the as the person that is, you know, guiding this brand along. I have to make sure that I do my research. I have to make sure that the content and the image, the image, the images are authentic and original. I have to. As a creator, it is an insult to the fellow creator to take anything away from them and make it as your own. And we all learned this from grade school all the way up to the to college. What did you have to do before you turn in your paper? And if you, if you use any type of quotes, if you use any type of pictures, if you use anything that was not yours, what did you do? You cited your source. You cited your source. So what she did, yes, it was dead as wrong. It was dead as wrong. We have to think about the creators that she stole from. These are smaller platforms. So that content is good enough, is what you're saying. 
Their content is good enough to steal and to make profit off of, but it's not good enough to support. It's not good enough to purchase directly from the source. Or is it not good enough to reach out to these creators and say, hey, can we collaborate? I love your platform. I love what what you're doing. I love how you've written everything down. I loved how you blocked everything off and you organized everything. I am creating a book. I would love to feature you in it. And that's where people go wrong. Everybody want the praise. Everybody want to be that nigga. Everybody want to be that person that's putting on and doing everything. Look at Tyler Perry. He's writing all these these plays by him fucking self. He's putting on these wigs probably by him fucking self. He's he's the visionary for every aspect of his of his of his movies. That's not good, y'all. We got to learn how to collaborate. We have to learn how to reach out. It is okay. It is okay to reach out to people and say, hey, I'm doing this. I would love for you to be part of it. I don't know where this stance came from. I don't know why everybody want to be so fucking macho. Where did this come from? Why everybody want to be that nigga? That's doing everything. That's the smartest in the room. You do not learn and you do not grow by being the smartest person in the room. You do not. You need somebody to tell you, now. that doesn't make sense. So I'm looking at it from the creative perspectives. If that was my shit, I would be highly offended and absolutely disgusted. Because you don't know what I've been through to even create that type of content. So for you to steal it and put it in your book as if it was yours, that's a problem. Number two, if anybody would have done her that way, it would have been an issue as well. If anybody right now go to Instagram and start making funny videos like her, and start talking like her and start acting like her, pretty much stealing her persona, a persona that she have invested so much in, a persona that she have uplifted and elevated. And shit, she done made it accepting. And I appreciate that. She have made a a, a black woman that was once um signified as ghetto. Now it's like, you see white girls mimicking her. Now it's okay. Now it's good. So be some more shout out to you for that. But however, if anybody knew, come on the scene, they start talking like her. Hey, baby girl, like start doing that. She would be highly offended. She would want to sue them because that's her persona. That's what's making her money. That's what got her ass on, um, what's that TV show with Nick Cannon? Wildin' Out. That persona is the reason why she's eating right now. So if anybody took that away from her and, and used it as if it was theirs and they, they started from the bottom, now they're here, she would be highly upset. And I don't understand why people don't get this, including McMill. I don't understand why he don't get this. Because he's the same person that called out Drake for not writing his own lyrics. This is a fucking book we we're talking about. When people write books, you want them to be smart. You want them to be authentic. You want every single 
page of their of that book to be their words. It should be. That's a true author. That's how books are written, period. And if there's any sources that were used to create this book, guess what? It it's cited. People are people know that she got this from this individual. She could have collaborated with so many brands. She stole from five fucking brands. She could have reached out and had a whole beautiful experience with these with these five brands. And they all could have collaborated and probably would have made more than $1.4 uh, million. I'm sorry. Now I'm, in, I'm manifesting a billion dollars for her, which I want her to have. I want to see black women winning. Because that's motivation for me. Representation matters. When you see somebody like you making it happen, you believe, well, that's my mindset. You believe that it will happen to you as well. So, of course, I want to see her win. But the fact that y'all are saying that people are bashing her and we quit to bash our own, to me, that's bullshit. We not quit to bash our own. Not in this case. We are holding her accountable. And I am proud that we are holding her accountable. And I pray that we continue to hold people accountable for their bullshit. Despite whatever type of money that they have. Who gives a fuck how much money you have? Wrong is wrong. We don't want our kids to grow up and see this shit and think this is okay. Because then we're going to change the whole surface we're gonna change the not only the surface but also what's beneath the surface we're gonna change the truth the truth would not would not be the truth no more and we can if we do not um hold people accountable our children are gonna live by lies they're gonna think lies is okay if we do not hold her accountable Nobody is saying that they, they don't want her to win. Nobody is saying that. I think people, especially the black women that bought her book, they are just expressing themselves. They are expressing their disappointment. These are the same pages that I could have got off of Pinterest for free. And you charge me $30, $33, short from $40. Nigga, you can buy three Chick-fil-A meals with that. You can put gas in your car with that. She robbed her own people. That's the issue. We got to hold people accountable. And I think people that are so quick to defend this are the same people that are afraid of consequences. If you're going to do your shit, do your shit. But be ready for whatever comes with it. And that's the good and the bad. It's okay for her to make a million dollars off this shit. But it's not okay for her to be reprimanded for this shit. That doesn't make sense. If I stand on something, I have to make sure that I am ready for the good and the bad. The rewards and the consequences of standing for something. When I said that this podcast is the safe place for the black opinion, in my mind, I am ready for support because I know people are going to fuck with it. 
And I'm also ready for the the bashing of either, you know, black people that, that truly, truly do, go hard for diversity and the white people that truly, truly go hard for silencing us. But I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for the good and the bad. When I vocalize my opinions on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, I'm ready for the good and the bad. I know I'm going to defend. I know I'm going to offend somebody. I know somebody's going to get mad. Somebody's going to say something. But this is not my time. That's not the time to nut up. That's not the time for that. And it's damn sure not the time if I am in the wrong for my people to say, yeah, Brie, whatever, you know, you making money, so good for you. No, hold me accountable. Because if nobody holds me accountable, I do not grow. My platform doesn't grow. Nothing around me grows. I, I'm going to continue to stay in this place. And that's one thing that I do not want to do. I don't want to be stagnant. I never want to be, become content. And I don't want yes men around me. It's okay for her to finesse, but finesse in a good way. Finesse your own fucking ideas. Don't finesse nobody else's because they have smaller platforms. Now, she come out and she say, well, I hired a design team and they did this, they did that. Well, da, 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 da. And it's like, but you was also on Instagram talking about how you stayed up for to 3 a.m., how you worked so hard to make sure this book happened, how you did this, not taking away from your hard work and dedication towards the book. However, that same energy that you said that you put into this book should have went towards, you know, reading over the work that your team gave you and asking them questions and staying on top of their asses. Like, what does this mean? Where you get this page from? What inspired you? Why this page look like this? Why is this the fight? What, what's going on here? You didn't ask them no questions. You just, oh, okay, this is cool. And just went, went on by your business. And then it shows that you really didn't write the book. If you hired a design team and they did all this stuff that you said they did, did you really write the book? And we have to keep that in mind as well. This is not bashing her. This is just holding her accountable. So other people will see, yo, this is not cool. Like, I'm not going to do this. Because if she get away with it, you best to believe somebody else is going to follow suit and try to do the same shit. And if you live in Dallas, we just recently experienced that with these GoFundMe pages. So be very mindful. Yes, we bash each other. Yes, we talk our shit. But in this case, this is this is not. No, she needs to be held responsible. She made $1.4 million off that book. Congratulations to you. However, she plagiarized as well. That is not her work. She had people thinking that was her work. That's not cool. Whatsoever. That is not cool. 
Y'all got mad when y'all was watching Bring It On? When the white girls were stealing from the black girls? All this time, we, we up here thinking the white girls got these moves. They got these dances. Come to find out our girl was stealing from the black team. It's the same shit. We, we got to understand this. Holding someone accountable is not bashing. Now, should we... Should we be better at our approach? Yes. We should be better with our approach. But most of the comments that I seen was not disrespectful towards her. It was just saying, people were just saying like, hey, listen, this is some bullshit. Now, when I said this, now, when I said this, when it came to the Gail and Snoops situation, it was an issue for most of you niggas. Because when I said, okay, yes, he's not wrong. He's not wrong for holding her accountable. Gail was dead ass wrong for saying that, for asking that question. She was dead ass wrong for even stating what she stated. That was some whole shit. But the way that Snoop came at Gail was wrong. His approach was wrong. Can we learn, can we learn how to break shit down? And learn how to separate things and call it for what it is. The approach was wrong, but holding somebody accountable is not wrong at all. It's not wrong. So, with that being said, do not skip the process. I know many of us in the entrepreneur ship world in our lanes and we learning all this information and we started from nothing now we got something we either got our own offices we got a following people are listening to us we there yes however you cannot skip the process sometimes you gotta wait if you don't have all the content to create your own book from your ideas and utilizing your words wait until you have that content do not skip the process we have to wait we have to be patient with the process everybody is becoming moguls overnight that's not fucking possible because if that was possible this situation wouldn't happen she moving too fast, too quick. Yes, you got shit popping off. Yes, you you started with posting funny memes and now you're selling um beauty products. Take one step at a time. This book was unnecessary. It was too soon, too quick. Especially if you don't have your own content. This is not even your shit. So how can you inspire and guide and coach someone into your lifestyle if it's not your shit? This is not your content. So don't skip the process. Continue to learn. Continue to have experiences. Continue to go until you are able to create that content. And it's yours. It's your word. Everyone, everybody want to shoot to the top quick. 
Everyone, everyone wants to be Oprah and Jay Z and Beyonce. Quick, it took them years to get where they where they are right now. It took them years. Beyonce was in a group. Jay Z was part of an organization, Rockefeller, before he he stood on his own. Oprah have her her story as well. Everybody ain't never looked upon Beyonce as as Beyonce. Or even Oprah. Everybody ain't never looked at Oprah the way she is right now. It takes time. Y'all can slow the fuck down for a minute. Take your time. Don't skip the process. I'm pretty I'm pretty even after all the all the money that she have and the following that she have, I'm pretty sure there's a lot to a lot more to learn about business, clearly. Cause you can't even write a whole book. With your own content. So a book was not. It was too soon. It was too soon. People are not bashing her. People are just only holding her accountable. And that is needed in our community. Because of too many people get with, uh, away with a lot of things. Because they're not held accountable. We let too many people slide. So yes, I am I am happy and proud of my people for even saying anything. We're gonna take a quick break and give a shout out to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Okay, you guys, we are back. Welcome back to the Bring More Productions podcast. The safe place for the black opinion. Please make sure you follow us on Instagram at Breemore Productions. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel, Breemore Productions, as well. You can also subscribe to our newsletter if you go to www.breemore.com. And all the information that you need to know about us and what we do um, is on our social media and website. I'm, I don't, I honestly don't understand how you guys are able to watch certain things on social media. At this point, I am exhausted and I am at the point where I am in need (laughs) and I'm just being honest I really think I need professional help I need a therapist because I'm I'm traumatized and I I have heard the um the opinions of others especially black women that are mothers express themselves regarding their their pain that they feel of watching these videos of police officers killing um, unarmed people and also, you know, watching these protests and seeing everything unfold and also dealing with the coronavirus, a lot of things that we are dealing with, it, it, it can affect our mental and our spirits. And my solution of uh, staying sane is, uh, yes, taking a break from social media, of course. 
but also meditating and, and praying and affirmations. You know, every morning, get up and read, I am safe, I am protected, I am healed, I am he- healthy. I've literally wrote these things on my window, so, well, on my mirror. So when I'm brushing my teeth every morning, when I'm getting dressed every day, you know, my, my brain is consuming those affirmations. This is becoming exhausting. This is becoming too much of my spirit. But I got to speak on this. And I told y'all to, to pay closely attention to the words that I'm saying in this, in this podcast episode because it's real. And if I start crying like I cried last, <laughs> the la- like the last episode, just, just continue to rock with me. So... A young activist, she was she was 19 years old, protesting, going hard for the movement, going hard for black people, despite her situation, despite the fact that she was uh homeless and lacked resources, lacked a place to sleep, she lacked money, she didn't have she was 19. She was a baby. When I was 19, I was just now getting out on my own and trying to figure out where I stood as an individual. Um, I've always been aware of self, but I, I didn't tap in until I was like in my, 23 years old when I was isolated from family and friends. And, you know, I when I turned 23, I experienced three deaths in my family, one in March one in August, it's coming, y'all. I'm about to start crying. And one in, De- in December, three deaths in my family, 23 years old. So that changed my mindset. And then I, I just decided to really push forward and go after my dreams because I felt like death was so close to me that eventually it was, it was going to happen to me. So I'm like, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to make sure that my time is used wisely because I don't know when. The people that I lost in 2013 were young. My cousin was only 18 years old. She just graduated from high school. So to hear that this this young girl, this 19-year-old girl, to hear her, her words and to hear her speak, and I'm going to let y'all hear her. It's like, dang, when I was 19, I wasn't even on that type of time. And it made me appreciate her even more because I'm like, this is amazing. This was like, if we look at the leaders that came before us, like Fred Hampton, he was in his early 20s. He was 21. And I'm like, I wasn't even, what was you doing when you was 21? So it, it, even in this, even in this world, today's time, the fact that these kids are now influ- easily influenced by social media and Kylie Jenner. If you look at Kylie Jenner and how young she is and how grown up she is, and you're like, oh, wow. Like now I think of all these young kids to be just like her because to me, that's the staple, unfortunately, of how our society is nowadays. These kids are grown as hell. So for her to have such a big voice at 19 years old, and we're going to say her name, for her to have such a big voice at 19 years old 
and be so powerful and so selfless despite her circumstances and what she was going through is beyond inspiring. And I hate the fact that it came to this for me to recognize who she was. I wish I would have known her when she was alive because she is me. She use, she utilizes her voice to to get people to think. She well, she utilized her voice to get people to think. She utilized her voice to protest, to stand up against things that she did she didn't believe in. So I want y'all to to listen to this, and I want y'all to hear her, and feel her, and we're gonna say her name, and we're gonna say it the correct way. Ain't nobody silencing. I just want, it's not that all lives don't matter, but right now, our lives matter. Black lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Trans lives matter. Because guess what? We all minorities, but right now, like, let's focus on the person who got killed. Tony McDade was a black trans man. Okay. We're not doing this. We're doing this for him. We're doing this for our brothers and our sisters who got shot, but we're doing this for every black person. Because at the end of the day, I cannot take my fucking skin color off. I cannot mask this shit, okay? Everywhere I fucking go, I'm profiled whether I like it or not. That ain't right. Like, I'm looked at whether I like it or not. That ain't right. Being, first of all, I want white people to realize their fucking privilege. Yes, ma'am. No one can look at you and tell anything about you unless you give them that information. Wherever the fuck I go, I'm profiled. Look at my fucking hair. Look at my skin, bro. This shit, I can't take this shit off. So guess what? I'm going to die about it. Yeah. I'm going to die about my fucking skin. You cannot take my fucking blackness away from me. My blackness is not for your fucking consumption, nigga. It's not. It's not. Okay? It's not. And y'all need to listen. It's Like I said, it's okay to be angry. Use wisdom. Don't move stupidly and get yourself hurt. Y'all already seen, we all in this together. I, I didn't mean to like divide anybody. We all in this together. My brother who got, um, he got ran over. Y'all need to know who the fucking enemy is. I, I Sometimes I get mad, but I'm not trying to divide nobody. Y'all need to remember who fucking enemy is. It's racist Tallahassee. White racist Tallahassee. Because those are the niggas that ran our fucking brother over. So y'all need to keep that in mind. The same, the same energy that we had when we were walking the fucking streets, keep that with you at all fucking times. Don't let nobody take away your blackness from you. Your blackness is not supposed to be subdued at all. It's not. Y'all, y'all don't understand how heartbreaking this is. Like, hmm. And that's not even. I haven't even tapped in into the story. Her name is Alua Torin Salau. Alua Torin Salau was murdered, raped by a black man. Whew. 
before she passed away, before she was found, about seven days ago, almost a week ago, she tweeted. Anyways, I was molested in Tallahassee, Florida, by a black man this morning at 5.30 on Richview and Park Avenue. The man offered to give me a ride to find some place to sleep and recollect my belongings from a church. She also tweeted, the same niggas I'm risking my life for are the same niggas who are convinced they are stealing away my innocence or jewel, not knowing that I am standing on a rock. Therefore, I can never be broken or robbed. I was like, man, that's powerful. But the fact that she had to feel that way, the fact that she had to, she had to mask away the reality of someone taking something away from her and she have to restore it by calling it a rock just so she can continue to live, just so she continue to have strength, so, just so she continue to survive her cir- circumstances in her environment. What she said, these niggas thinking that they are robbing me from my innocence, they, are, they thinking they are robbing me from a jewel but it's really a rock, I cannot be robbed. That That's just to take away from the reality of what's really happening because it is a jewel. It is your innocence. It's yours. It's your property. It's your safe ha- haven. But to her, it was a rock. And it was hers. And she had to pretty much revise that power and make it her own just so she can still be strong not only for herself but also for the same people that she's she marching for she protesting for this is an issue that we have within our black community and when I seen this story I was I was bothered I was bothered and I've been bothered because not to take away from what happened to George Floyd. It is evident that Breonna Taylor's story is not as prominent as his. The fact that it took people from Twitter to make her story stand out is an issue for me. So after a long day of protesting and you trying to get back to the church that you have your stuff at, And while you're walking, someone offers you a ride. After hours and hours of you screaming, throwing your fist up, standing, walking, 
of course you're going to take that ride. Of course you're going to have your 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 guard down because this individual looks like the same individual that you are protesting for. I don't ever think in that moment that her mind went into this is a stranger I shouldn't trust him. Because if you are protesting for a black man and you are standing next to black men all day in unison, when you're walking down the street and some and a black man offer you a ride, your guard is not up. You feel safe. This is yours. This is your own. You're not going to think that something is going to happen to you until it happens to you. And the fact that this black man took advantage of this young 19-year-old girl is an issue. She should have been protected. I just, I just like, I don't think, I don't think black men truly understand it, please. And it's sad that I even have to even make a disclaimer. But if you know you protect, you know you provide, you know that you educate and you support black women, do not take offense to what I'm about to say. And if you are one of those dudes that protect, educate, provide black women and support black women, please encourage your partners to do the same. Please. I don't truly think that black men understands that there are nothing without the, the support and love of the black woman. Who are you without the, the support and love without the black woman? And the new generation, like what's going on right now, black women are finding themselves. They are finding their voices. They are, they are, executing their goals they are standing out on their own and it's not a threat and it's not a disservice to the black man but it's treated as such and this willpower and this strength that in the ability the abilities that black women have should not be looked upon as a threat it should be protected by any means necessary because if both black man and black woman comes together and y'all both on the same type time, just imagine the strength and the ability that you can present to the universe and what type of response you get from the universe. But if we continue to be individuals and we continue to move away from each other, then we will definitely have a bigger internal issue and I don't think we understand that. Black men do not show the same support and love that black women show black men. Black women are always the butt of the joke. We are always left out of the conversation. We are always disregarded. We are always disrespected to the point that 
it is now a norm for black women to be disrespected because if you some black women have been disrespected so much it is a crying shame that a black man doesn't dis, disrespect her she feel like the nigga is lame if he don't dis, disrespect her or if he's too inviting if he's too welcoming if he's too nice she's turned off because she's not she's not used to that type of treatment and that is sad. So now you have a lot of black women. And I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but I've been paying attention. That's that's my job to pay attention, to follow trends. Like I'm literally trained to, to pay attention. I have to follow trends because I create them. I have to pay attention to everybody around me to see, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a creative, what's going on, what's working, what's not working, what people saying, what people are not saying. Let's talk about this. Now, let's ain't nobody talking about that, but let's still bring a, like I have to stay 10, 10 toes down and my ears got to be on the streets. I got to hear what the people are talking about. I'm reading all these comments for months. And I've been wanting to say this for a very for months. I've been wanting to, to express this, but I've been reading all these comments from black women saying they giving up on black men. We giving up. We giving up. I'm done. I'm sick of it. No more protesting. I'm done. They don't protest for us. They don't love us. Literally, y'all go on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anything that that's a. Uh, that's a platform for black women. That's a platform for black men. And y'all read these comments. Black women are getting fed up. And what black men need to understand once that support from the black woman is gone, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Don't nobody fuck with you like we fuck with you. Don't nobody know you like we know you. Don't nobody ride with you like we ride with you. We know all your lingo. We know your moves. We know why you acting like that. We know why you not acting like that. It's easy for us to stand up for y'all because we know we are paying close attention to y'all. Do y'all pay close attention to us? Do y'all protect us? Brianna's Taylor's Story is not getting the same recognition as George Floyd's. And that's facts. That's facts. There's no way Toyin's life should be gone due to the fact that a black man raped and killed her. She should have been protected. Just imagine, just imagine her right now of her walking down the street with a Black Lives Matter sign in her hand and a black man pull her over, tell her that he's going to take her to the church just to rape and murder her. That's a problem. 
and it took for people to hashtag her name for this to be a topic of discussion. And if it wasn't for those black men, the if it wasn't for, I'm sorry, if it wasn't for the black women that raised their, their voices and utilized their platforms to bring her story to light, it would have just been another story that was forgotten or never told. Just how we get out here and we walk and we march and we yell and we scream and we cuss and we say, fuck the police when it comes to black men. We need to do the same for black women. We have to protect black women, black girls. And this is the reason why it is necessary to hold people accountable, not just when it comes to this be Simone shit, just period. We need to hold these people accountable so they won't do dumb shit like this. The uncles in our families that have touched the cousins in our family that have touched and molested the little the little kids, and we just let that go unnoticed. We let these people just get away with it. I don't understand why that is even a thing in our community. The so-called uncles that touch and rape and molest, and we just we don't hold these niggas accountable. The toxic grandmothers that that allowed the the gossip to simmer that allowed the fighting to happen amongst us in our families we don't hold these these old bitches accountable that's the reason why family is so fucking messy because we don't hold them accountable We got to hold everybody accountable for they for they fuck ups. Especially when it's detrimental to not only themselves but also the community. Just imagine. And we go all the way back in time. When this this shit start happening and these men were raping their own cousins and, and daughters and shit. And they never spoke on it. So that that type of behavior was picked up and it was taken and was translated from generation to generation to generation to generation. Same The same way of these messy ass um, family members that keep mess going in the family. They keep people angry at each other and we never hold them accountable. Now that's been transformed to other things in the family and it's been passed down for generation and generation and generation. Nobody is held responsible. So now you got people that's watching these behaviors and they think they can get away with it because the person before them wasn't held responsible for their actions. That's the reason why it's important. And you got people like Meek Mill that use their platforms to talk about dumb shit like 6ix9ine and this B. Simone shit. But when it comes to women that's being raped that were just pretty much protesting and you don't, we don't hear nothing from y'all. Y'all want to talk about Gail and talk about what Gail said about Kobe, but we don't hear about nothing that happens to the black woman. 
We need to start. We need to stop bashing our own. No, we need to start holding our own accountable. We shouldn't protect you because you're black. Fuck that. We definitely shouldn't just support you because you're black. Well, she's a black woman. Buy her book. Fuck that. Everybody needs to help be held uh, accountable across the board. That's the that's how we move forward. That's how we grow. That's how we see change. So y'all, we just we gotta hold people accountable. And we have to protect black women. Alua Torn Salau should still be here with us right now. She was protesting. She was an activist. She was only 19 years old. She should have been protected. We have to start protecting black women. And we have to hear them out. We got to hear their, their grievances. We have to feel their pain. We cannot disregard them. We cannot. And we got to hold those that are doing toxic shit. We got to hold them people accountable, period. We have to. Alua Torn Salau was 19 years old. She was an activist. She was raped and killed by a black man. After protesting all day, she thought she was getting in the car with a black man that would never hurt her. And to me, in all honesty, and I'm not being biased, I truly understand why she got in that car. Because like I stated before, if you've been protesting all day, and you, you protesting for a black man, and you are in unison with black men, and there's black men all the all around you, and I'm sure they was calling her queen all day. If you walking, and a black man offer you a ride, after all that emotion that you have poured into the streets, you would think, and I know she thought she was protected. I know she thought, okay, I can get in this car. He ain't going to hurt me. He's me. And I am him. This is this is messed up on so many levels, man. And in a previous episode, I stated this. I said, man, it's going to take more than pro protesting. I think every single one of us need therapy. We need to start running away from mental health because straight from slavery, we we didn't get we didn't get no help. We didn't get no kind of mental help. We was on our own. Everybody keep talking about the money aspect of it. Give us our reparation. Give us therapists. We need some healing badly.
she should still be here, man. And this really hurts my feelings. It hurts my feelings so much. Like, I cannot express that enough. And every time something happens, I know my son look at me like, dang, like, what's going on with you? Every time something happens, I pull my son to the side and I say, hey, let me tell you something. Please be nice to women. Please protect women. Please love on women. Every time something happens, I'm pulling my, my son to the side and like, yo, and I said this a long time ago when I when I first found out that my my baby was a boy. I said God gave me a boy so I can change the world. And as much as influence black women have on the world, black men are just as much inf- inf- influential as black women are. We listen to y'all and disregard ourselves. When y'all are in, when we are in pain, we put y'all pain in front of ours just to make sure y'all are straight. We have muted our voices so you can be heard. We have used our bodies to shield yours from harm. Black women are always sacrificing themselves for the betterment of the community. And I do not care what no one say. Because y'all can look up, know your history, which I've been telling y'all this forever. Know your history. And it's proof. It is proof. The sacrifices, the tears, the sweat, the blood that Black women have shed for the betterment of, of our community. Black women are less likely to date outside of their race. But the last ones to get married, though. I'm going to say that again. Black women are the least likely to date outside of their race but are the last to get married. That speak volumes. Not only on the part of black women, but also speak volumes on black men as well. And black men are quick to say, well, you know, study shows that Black women are da 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 mothers and da 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 And what does it say about the black men, though? That means you don't love on your woman. Study shows that black men do not love on their women. That's what study shows. And black women are least likely to date outside their, their race and also least likely to get married. That means they are not being loved. That says more about black men than black women. But black men want to use their Twitter to talk about B. Simone and 6ix9ine. Shit that really don't really fucking matter.
but we don't want to talk about how the black woman is the most disrespected. And Malcolm quoted this a long time ago, years and years and years ago. Y'all disregard that quote. Y'all disregard that Malcolm said the black woman is the most woman that's disrespected. Y'all disregard that, but y'all love the by any means necessary quote. Y'all love that fucking quote. That quote is everywhere right now. On t-shirts, on hats, all over your social media accounts. But what about when he said the black woman is the most disrespected? And what y'all need to understand, he's talking about your mamas, your sisters, your cousins, your grannies. Not just the women that you have an interest. Not just the women that you find attractive online. Not just the women that you, you screwing on. Not just those women. He's talking about your mama, bro. He's talking about your cousin, your favorite cousin. He's talking about your wife. He's talking about your family. He's talking about your sister. Protect black women. Just how we go out our way to protect y'all. Y'all need to protect us. And y'all know I'm not fucking lying. Y'all know I'm not fucking lying. I hear black women say this shit all day, every day. And I have came to the fact that I say, I tell, let a black woman come to me and say this shit that I'm about to say. I hear black women say this all day. I'm just going to do what I got to do. Fuck it. If he want to be around, he want to be around. If he don't want to be around, that's on him. Fuck that shit. That's bullshit to me. Because especially when it comes to these kids, if I'm not the if I was not the only one that had these kids, your musty ass is going to be right next to me raising these kids. I don't give a fuck. We in this together. Well, Bri, you can't make a man do whatever he bullshit. We're going to figure it out. Just like these just like my, my cousins and my brothers can tussle and fight these niggas in the street. Guess what? If he got to fight. My husband or my baby daddy to make him stand up and be a man and take care of his. That's that's the fuck we what we gonna do. I'm not in this alone. I put my motherfucking foot down. You gonna take out my trash. You gonna help me raise my kids. You gonna provide for me, especially when I bring so much to the table. Oh yeah, I'm not in this by myself. And any man that dates me, any man that deals with me, they know this shit. I'm not doing this by myself. And if you don't want to, bye. And that's real. We got to start holding them accountable. And every time a black woman say that to me, I be like, listen, sis, nah, that's not the way. Because you know how it feels to be raised without a father. Most of us do. And that's another thing we need to talk about as well. Most of us are used to not having a father around. I, most of us, majority of us are used to having a father around. But how many of us can say we didn't have a mama around? It's slim to none. But yet, the black woman is the most disrespected though. But she handled up and she take care of her kids. She still go to school, maintain a full-time job and still take care of her kids. 
the fact that so many kids, so many people can say, well, I don't really know my, my father like that. Oh, I didn't really have a relationship with my father like that. That is telling. That says enough. So if your father wasn't around, who was around? My mama, my granny. Oh, okay. Then why is the black woman so disrespected? Why? That that should be the the black woman should be the, the last one to be disrespected. If anything, if anything. That's what I don't understand. They made shit happen when they didn't have the support, when they didn't have the love. They made it happen. They still raised your, y'all. Why is the black woman so disrespected, disregarded? Why? The least to be loved, the least to get married. Why? That's 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 an insult on a black man, if you ask me. At one point, we gotta hold we gotta hold some type of responsibility, and we gotta make a change in this shit. We can't just be that's again protesting is just one aspect of this shit. We really gotta dig deep, and we gotta heal. We gotta this can't be just a moment. This gotta be a lifestyle. We got to change our lifestyles. We got to find value within ourselves, within our communities. We got to love ourselves. We don't love ourselves. That's why it's so easy for you to go outside. That's why it's so easy for us to not hold each other accountable. Because within accountability... There's love. I want you to do better because I fuck with you. I care about you. I want you to do better. So I'm I'm letting you know, listen, this ain't right. Shape up. Tighten up. When, when people don't say shit to you, they don't care about you. When sh- people don't give you resources and knowledge, they don't care about you. Ding, ding, ding. White supremacy, motherfuckers. When people don't fuck with you, they don't give you a heads up. When people fuck with you, they hold you accountable. To me, that's a form of love. Especially if you're a parent, you feel this shit that I'm saying right now. You ain't going to let your child do no dumb shit. You're not going let, to let your child even say or pronounce a word wrong because you want your child to be the smartest, the brightest. So you're going to shake them up. You're going to hold them accountable for their actions, for their mistakes, and you're going to fix it. You're going to help them fix it. So you're going to correct them. When you do not correct somebody, you do not love them. So for anybody to get on social media right now and not hold anyone accountable, you do not love us. You don't want us to do better. There is no way that B. Simone should have made that much money off that book. And there's no way. And there is no way Torrin should be dead right now. 
We have to protect our own. We have to take the proper steps. We have to love each other and we got to hold each other accountable. Accountability means love. And we, I know me personally, I still wish B. Simone well. I still want to see her win. I want to see her bounce back from, it, from this because this was a learning experience for a lot of us. A lot of us don't didn't get the blueprint of business. A lot of us are solely depending on passion. So to to me, this this experience is beneficial for the entire community. Don't just try to hurry up and hit a quick lick. Be thorough with everything that you do. And black men, it's time for y'all to like really step it up. It's time for y'all to really tap in. It's time for y'all to heal. It's it's time for y'all to make therapy cool. Charlemagne can't be the only person out here that's saying he's going to therapy Friday at two o'clock. We need more black men that say black men don't cheat. And when this came out, I even made a podcast episode about that. I love the fact that uh, black men are saying black men don't cheat, cheat because to me, that's an affirmation. You putting it out there in the universe that y'all not going to cheat. You probably cheated in the past, but you know what? For now on, it's not cool to cheat. If you got somebody that fuck with you heavy, you got somebody that want to burn your children, you got somebody that want to build with you, that's a blessing. Especially in, t- in today's world. So take heed to that. And do not be a future out here in these streets. Having babies in LA, in New York, in Atlanta, all over the place. You're breaking up the, the Black family home. I'm not going to go to the full extent of what I truly want to say. Because I know a lot of people are going to get offended. And I don't think we're even ready for that type of conversation. I don't think y'all ready. But we got to hold each other accountable. And we got to protect black women. The way that black women protect black men, we got to. And we got to use our platforms for the greater good. Not just for the bullshit. Not just for the gossip. I'm sure if you on Twitter all day, every day, I'm sure you've seen Toyin. You've seen her story trending. We pick and choose what we want to talk about. Just like we pick and choose the sins that we, uh, we live by from the Bible. We pick and choose everything. But unfortunately, some of the things that we pick and choose is nonsense. It doesn't benefit us. This was a long podcast episode. I think I went over an hour. But I feel like this was needed. This was needed. And even though I'm talking about black women in this episode, this episode is for black men. Let's step it up. Let's move different. Let's act different. Let's eat different. Let's socialize different. Let's hold people accountable. Y'all want to talk about snitches. Y'all want to hold 6ix9ine accountable for what he did. He's not even us. He's not. He's he's his situation don't fucking matter. It is what it is. He's a He's an industry rat. He's doing everything that he's supposed to be doing. He's a plant. He was planted. He was planted into the industry to cause trauma, to cause drama, to cause unnecessary shit. He's doing what he's supposed to do. That's his job. He's a plant. They put him in position for a reason. Why are we still talking about this man? 
Y'all want to talk about snitching, but y'all don't want to talk about how black women are protesting for y'all, but also ending up, but also, um, but also ending up killed, but also feel neglected, but also not getting married, but also baby mamas, not wives. Let's talk about that and let's do better. Let's not just talk about it. Let's put action behind our words. Let's uplift black women. Let's love black women because black men, you are loved and it is displayed. Y'all are not forgotten. Y'all are not disregarded. Not, not in our community, not at home. Outside, yes. But when you come home, you good. Can black women say the same? Can we say the same? Y'all have the ability to get married. Y'all can be with whoever y'all want to be. Y'all got, y'all got baby mamas out the ass. And whenever y'all ready to settle down and marry whoever you want to marry, y'all have that option. It's readily available for y'all. Can a black woman say the same? No. So what's the solution? Hold people accountable. Black women, do not do this shit by yourself. Put your foot down. And if he ain't fucking with it, don't get pregnant by him. Move around. If he not fucking with it, do not marry him. Move around. Do not make permanent decisions on temporary emotions. If a, if a man is telling you that he don't want to provide, he don't want to do this, he don't want to do that, don't, don't, don't go to the further extent to prove that you are wifey material. Move around. If you feel like you're not being protected, do not protect. You, you make it be known. The energy that I'm bringing to the table, you need to match me. And if it's not matched, move around, black woman. Move around. Stop having kids by these niggas. Stop marrying these niggas just so you can say you married. Stop it. You don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. That does, that does not defy you as a woman. You a woman without it. Especially when it's not what it's supposed to be. You know how you're supposed to be loved. You know your love language. You know how you're supposed to be treated. Don't just allow that type of treatment to, to be a fantasy. Don't just let that type of treatment only exist in your daydreams and your dreams. Let that shit be your reality. If you want a certain type of man, let that shit be your reality. Stop settling. Just to say you're married. Just to say, just to say you have kids. Because it's more to it. It's more to just being a parent. There's, there's some real shit that comes with parenting. Just like it's some real shit that comes with marriages. Stop settling, black woman. And it, like I said before, if you feel like the energy is not matched, don't do it. And I stand for any black woman right now that say they don't want to protest for black men. I stand with you. If you feel like you're not being protective, you feel like you're not being hurt, stay your ass at home. You have every right to do so. You have every right to do so. So... 
it's just time for us to really look out for ourselves, put ourselves first. And when you put yourself first, you're able to rebuild. You're able to, you know, put out more into the universe when it's time. Until then, love on yourself. Build up your energy. Get yourself together. Take care of self so you'll be able to pour more into it. Right now, we empty as hell. But yeah, we still going out in these streets and we still protesting. We still marrying these men. And on top of that, raising these kids in full-time jobs and entrepreneurship and all that. We maintaining. We juggle so much. But it's time for us to change that and switch it around and, and create a shift in this, this community. Because they ain't going to feel us until they feel us. We don't make them feel us. We all let a man be a man. No. Have some type of discernment. Value yourself. Love yourself and hold them accountable. Don't do this shit by yourself. You don't have to. Bye. If you don't want to do nothing that you own, bye. If you don't want to build, if you don't want to build this credit, if you don't want to get no job, bye. You got options too, black woman. Shout out to B. Simone. This, this episode was not to, to bash you. I still wish you well. And I hope you come back from this. And I hope you learn from this. And I hope others learn from you as well. And rejoice in heaven to Toying Salau. You would not go unnoticed. And your, and your speech that you gave was meaningful. It was purposeful. And everything that you sacrificed to go out to protest, I promise you, it is not going unnoticed. I will forever say your name. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel, Bree More Productions. Subscribe to the podcast as well. You can do so by going to anchor.com and you can put us in the search bar and then subscribe. We are looking for people to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's YouTube. That's here on the podcast. And also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Bree More Productions. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And most importantly, I hope you learned something. And I really hope that it got you thinking. Really hope that. Um, to further this com conversation, you can meet us over on Instagram. I'm going to post a snippet of this episode. And if you want to ch chime in and you want to speak your grievances, I'm listening. I'm all ears. Just leave a comment and we can get this started. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to all of our platforms. That's our website, breemore.com, uh, YouTube, Breemore Productions, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Breemore Productions, across the board. Just look us up. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Until next time, peace. <laughs>